Hey, my name is Kelly, and this is the Let's Talk Life podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I pray that this episode is an encouragement and empowerment for your life. I can't wait for you to hear today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm so excited that you guys are joining me today. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are staying strong. I know it has been a rough couple of weeks, um, but you guys are making it. I know a lot of us are in quarantine. Um, I think it's week two of it. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Um, It's been a week and a few days for me, at least from not going to work anymore, but it has been hard, y'all. Like, honestly, being home, like, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love being with my family and getting to be with them and uh, figure out how to keep ourselves busy. But it has had its moment where I'm just like, I just want to sleep in all day. I don't want to do anything. Like, what's the point? And it has been a huge challenge um, to really just find a new routine. I think for me, it has been hard because I'm so used to going and doing things and just being active and like, um, you know, going to work and then going to do errands or going to do uh, something else. And, you know, each day had its own thing and you had your own routine. And so now it's kind of been kind of like rearranged and it hasn't been by choice. Like it's kind of like, no, we're telling you, you need to stay home. It's the best for everybody. And so it has been an adjustment. And I think that during this time, there's so much uncertainty that's happening. And it's caused so many people maybe to have like fear or anxiety. And even, you know, turning on the news or going to social media, like, it's the biggest thing that kind of gets advertised of like staying at home and being safe or like don't go out at all, which um, don't get me wrong. Like I stand by those things. I think that um, we need to be a part of the solution and not the problem. And so it is our responsibility um, to really be responsible and do our part as citizens and neighbors and family members to try to help with the problem that we have on hand. But I do feel like during this time, there has been a lot of fear and a lot of just like anxiety and um, uncertainty just being thrown at us from all sorts of areas that you're just kind of like, I don't even want to be a part of this anymore. I don't want to like get on social media. I don't want to turn on the news. I don't want to talk to people because it feels like everything that is talked about is just the negative of the negativity of this virus and you know whether it's how many cases have increased or death rates or whatever it is like it's just it's hard to really keep that like positive perspective and so really like I just kind of wanted to talk about that today because I've found myself in that situation as well of just like waking up and trying to figure out like, okay, God, like, what do I do? I don't know what more to do. You know, like, I don't know what to do with my day. And honestly, the biggest thing I've heard from people is just really sticking to your routine. You may not be able to work. You may not 
be working at the moment or maybe you do have the opportunity to work from home which is great and so you're able to keep that routine in some shape or form and that's great and you know just finding out that routine has can be very helpful to just kind of keep that rhythm going but I do feel like it's so important for us to just stay positive um, and really turn back to God during this time and really seek him. I think that um, the biggest thing I've realized during this time is that we've been given the gift of time, so to speak. Um, You know, many in many occasions, like we would say, well, I don't have enough time to read this book or really dig deep into the word or really spend quiet time with God or, you know, talk to my friend over the phone or whatever it is. But now it's kind of like you have nothing but time, so to speak. And so it's kind of like, what are you doing with that time? How are you, um, you know, addressing this moment and how are you choosing to respond to it and so um a few days ago i was reading in the books in the book of acts and um there were certain things that really popped out to me and so today um the episode i wanted to call it is but god and that phrase right there but god really stood out to me when i was reading Um, the book of Acts, and it was actually chapter 7, and there were two times where that phrase came up, and I just couldn't help but think, like, you know, what is God doing? You know, we see one thing happening, but what is he doing in the, behind the scenes, so to speak? You know, and so in Acts 7, 5, it says, but God promised him that he and his descendants after him would possess the land even though at the time abraham had no child so this is talking about abraham um abraham actually is in the old testament but it's being referred to um within this scripture and um it's kind of being used as a reference so to speak and so um i thought about that and i when i read that i remembered the story of abraham and what was happening and how you know god had promised him so many things and they haven't they hadn't happened at the moment when god was telling him all of these promises that he was going to have you know descendants uh greater than all the stars that you can count or all the grains of sand at the beach you know like it was just it was going to be more than that but at the moment abraham was an older man that didn't have any child and so I'm sure that at the moment he was like, okay, God, like, I know you're saying this to me, but it's kind of hard to believe it, you know, that this is going to happen. Um, but God was going to do it. He was going to do it one way or another. Like, he wasn't going to break his promise. And another part of that same chapter in Acts um, that stood out to me was, It says, Acts 7, 9, because the patriarchs were jealous of Joseph, they sold him as a slave into Egypt, but God was with him. And so, um, you know, like I said, that phrase, but God, we've heard it many times and, you know, we hear it said before. And I mean, I've heard it before as well and knew that, you know, many times our situation may look a certain way, but God's still doing something. 
And so I think that's really what stood out to me because in these two examples in scripture, if you go back in the Old Testament and kind of get some more background on it, things were not looking so well for them, so to speak. You know, things were kind of going south. Um, Things weren't going how they had imagined it to be going. They were being obedient to God. You know, they were following God, but still things didn't seem to be working out. But either, even though through those situations, they still continued to be obedient to God. They, they still continued to pursue him. They still continue to hold on to his word. And so I really feel like that's what God is just really speaking to us now during this time. Like, I know things look bad. I know that it can be scary with everything that people are saying, but believe that I'm still here. Believe that I'm still God. I really feel like that's the message that God is just wanting us to remember that he is still God and that his power and his abilities to do things is not based on how the world is doing, but that he is God and that nothing that goes in, that nothing that happens in this world can take away the power that he has. And so I did some research on the word, but, and, you know, just grammar and how we use it and everything like that in sentences. And so it, it really is used, uh, the word but is used to introduce a phrase or a clause that con- that is contrasting with what has already been mentioned. Another word was comparing. So in a sense, like you'll put the word but in a sentence to kind of contrast or compare um, one phrase to the other. So like if, um, you know, you say like Sally fell or Sally tripped but she didn't fall. You're saying that, you know, something happened to her, but at least she didn't fall. Um, And that's probably like the worst example to give, but um, I just kind of thought of that on the spot. But it just really kind of helps put things into perspective. I think that word, but allows us to choose the perspective that we want to take on things. And so I really feel like during this time, where there's so much fear and so much anxiety and so much like uncertainty that is just in the air and all around us, we have the opportunity to choose the type of perspective that we want to take on and how we want to respond to it and how we can um, be a part of the change, so to speak, in this situation. And so, um, like I said, because things seem to be going like we don't know what's going on, it can be hard to trust in God because we're so used to like our routine. We're so used to being able to do things our way. And now because we're kind of being told not to do the things that we're used to doing, but do it differently, it's kind of created this sense of like, well, what do I do? Like I don't have control over what's happening. And in a sense, we don't like we, we, all we can do is, like I said, be part of the solution and not the problem. But it's also like, you know, I if, if only I could just help take all this away, you know, in one instant. And that's kind of where we're at in the moment. And so I really thought about like the story of Joseph and Abraham and how, you know, like Abraham 
Again, he had no son. He was getting old in age and, um, you know, once, once he did have a son, God was like, okay, now you need to sacrifice him. And it's kind of like, okay, what's going on? You know, I was obedient to you. I was following you. And now, you know, all of these things like didn't seem right in our, in his own perspective, probably, but he chose to take on God's perspective. And so then that really just helped bring a different light into the situation. And even for Joseph, um, his story is so crazy because, you know, he was betrayed by his family, by his brothers, he was mistreated. And even through all of that, like you would have thought, okay, this guy, he must just like, he, he can give up on God or he can, you know, choose not to follow God. Cause it seems like every time he wants to do good, it just kind of bites him in the butt. And so it's kind of, it's kind of crazy, but through that situation, he still continued to be faithful and he still continued to follow God, which led him to a place that he would not have been able to get to if he hadn't stayed with God. And through it all, like God was still working, but God was still doing something in his behalf. He was still with him. He hadn't left him at all. You know, and another story that I think about is even just the story of Esther. Like, honestly, there's so many scriptures, um, so many examples in the scripture that talk about how God was still there, even when things weren't looking well in the situation. Um, the story of Esther is a great one where God isn't mentioned in that book but we know that he is there and he's moving and he's putting things into motion it's not how we would have thought of it to be but he's still working on the background and i think that's something that we have to keep in mind during this time where um you know many people may be just going crazy and just be fearful but we can choose to be positive and be that different perspective during the situation to help people get through this together. You know, we're not in this alone. Like this isn't just affecting one certain group of people. It's affecting a lot of us as a whole. And so when we're able to just help bring in a different light, I think that's where things begin to change. Um, And so, you know, another example that, I can think about is um, Joshua, which is actually goes into the three reminders that I think we should keep in mind during this time or any time in general. And so there are three reminders that God really just brought out to me and there's verses that go with it. And so I really hope that this encourages you. Um, It's helped me and it's helped me just kind of keep in mind like even though things aren't going how I wanted them to go or maybe, you know, a lot of things are being put on hold, um, we can still choose to rejoice. We can still choose to be happy and um, find joy in these moments being at home. It just takes the right kind of perspective and the right kind of reminders to do so. Um, And so hopefully these help you guys. I know they've helped me. Um, But the first reminder is that you are not alone. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, being at home, whether maybe you have 
the opportunity to be at home with your family or with a roommate or your spouse or whatever the case is like you're not alone you're not going through this alone there's so many families that are facing this difficulty together but it doesn't have to be so hard and by that I mean like you have people around you if not you can still be connected with people through um, the phone and through FaceTime I think we live in such a great day and age where we can still be connected even though we're at our own homes and even though we're you know kind of being restricted from going out you're still you're not alone there's no way for you to be able to be alone um and aside from that like the holy spirit is with you god is with you and a big verse that i thought about and that god just reminded me of was joshua 1 9 which is um like the verse that i carry through my whole life like I've had this verse since I was probably like 15 that was spoken over me and I've just held on to it. And it's such a good verse, especially during this time. And it says, um, Joshua 1, 9, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go. And if you think about like when this was written, this was a time where, um, the people of God were being taken to the promised land and Moses was leading them and he had actually died. And so now jo- Joshua was going to be leading them. So Joshua went from being a follower um, and following with Moses and the people to needing to lead the people to the promised land. And so I'm sure that Joseph was like, or Joshua was like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to do this? I have been a follower. I have been following Moses. I have been following what God was telling him to do. And now I have to lead these people. And he was also faced with some uncertainty and just um, didn't know how to go about it, you know. And I'm sure there was some fear that came into him and kind of wondered if he was capable of doing this task. And in that time, God spoke this not only to him but to the people of Israel and and it wasn't just because they were you know going to cross the Jordan River and go into the promised land but with everything that they had faced up to this time God was just reminding them I'm still here I'm with you I have been with you all along and I'm not going to stop being with you especially during this time I have called you for this. You are built for this. You've been, you know, you're strong because you have me. And so I think that's what really God is just reminding us. Like, you're not alone. You have people around you. But most importantly, you have me. You have him with you. He is there to help you to be strong, to stay strong, to be encouraged daily. And that's why it's so important that during this time, we can get into his word and dig deep into his word and just be encouraged by his word. Um, And so that's the first reminder. The second reminder is um, let prayer be your first defense. I think many times we say we go to prayer first, but may not do it. And, And it's because maybe we feel like I know for sure for me, like the, sometimes the first instinct when things kind of go wrong or like unexpected, I'm, I am I start thinking, what can I do to fix it? I start making it about me and what can I do in my own strength? And honestly, that's not the first response that we should take. The first way to 
um, take on situation should be praying praying about it and the verse that I that the Lord just dropped in my heart and reminded me of was Philippians 4 6 and it says do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God and so I feel like like I said many times our first response to things is what can I do to fix it because I feel like it gives us that sense of control and so we want to be able to say, you know, I, I was able to fix it. I, I controlled the situation. And I feel like anxiety comes in because, or fear even, comes in because we've lost that control in that situation or in that moment because things didn't go how we planned or things didn't go how we thought they would go. And so in a sense, we've lost control. And so now we're like, okay, well, what can I do to fix it? Because I want to gain back that control. And it's really interesting because I'm reading a book right now. And it's by Erwin McManus. It's not an ad or anything, but it's actually a really good book. If you haven't had a chance to read it, definitely recommend you reading it. Um, And it's called The Way of the Warrior. But there are two quotes that um, I thought of as I was thinking about this verse. And one of them says it says anxiety comes when we try to control things that are out of our control we become anxious because we haven't learned to trust and so i think in this time because there's so much uncertainty because there's so much out of our control anxiety and fear is just like wanting to rise up within us because we're like well how am I gonna pay my bills or how am I gonna get food on the table for families that you know are not able to work at the moment due to the situation that's going on it's like how am I gonna provide for my family you've lost the sense of control so to speak and so now you're just like well what can I do and that really just kind of brings out the truth in us and kind of um, brings things to surface of like God just saying, do you really trust me? If so, just trust that I will provide for you in this time. Like this is no surprise for me. I will be faithful to you if you just trust me. Um, and I think that that was such a good quote. And when I read that, it just really like blew my mind away. Cause I, I wondered sometimes like, you know, why do we feel the way we feel when we get fearful or when we get anxious about things like why where's the root of it and and I do feel like sometimes it is a sense of control like we want to be able to control things and so um when we can't that's when those things come in and another quote that really I liked from the book it said we have no control over the reality that in this world we will have trouble but we have control over whether we decide to allow our hearts to be troubled. And, you know, and that's so true. Like we don't have control over what happens in this world. We don't have control over this virus. Like how could we have known that it would hit and affect us this way? You know, we didn't have control over that, but we do have control if we're going to let it affect our hearts. You know, we may not physically have any symptoms, but we can still allow the idea of that to trouble our hearts and trouble how we react to it and how we go about it. And so I think just remembering that in those moments, we can go to God, we can pray to him and we can thank him 
for the good things that are still happening in our life by having our family, by being healthy, by having a place to take shelter in and being able to go to him for that is so important during this time and any time really um, because that's where we find our strength. That's where we find our encouragement by going to him and praying to him and just talking to him and letting him know like, you know, God, this is scary. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to choose to trust you because you are God. Um, and the third thing, the third reminder is um, choose God's perspective, not the world's perspective. And I came across 2 Corinthians four sixteen through 18. And it was a really good verse because it just really helped put things in perspective obviously but it really just helped remind me you know many people are saying like oh my gosh I have to stay home like I can't go out it's been x amount of days and I'm just like bored out of my mind but if we really think about it like what is two weeks compared to the 10 more years you'll have of your life to live or 20 more years or whatever more years you may have to live like two weeks is nothing, I would think, you know, and it, it's all about perspective. Like, just hear me out on that. Like, it's all about perspective. But Second Corinthians four sixteen through 18 says, and this is the Passion Translation, which is what I really liked. It says, so no wonder we don't give up for even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day. We view our slight short-lived troubles just think about that in the light of eternity we see our difficulties as a substance that produces for us an eternal weighty glory far beyond all comparison because we do not focus our attention on what is seen but on what is unseen for what is seen is temporary but the unseen realm is eternal i think that's such a powerful verse for this time and what really stood out to me was it says we view our slight short-lived troubles in the light of eternity like if you were to just take a moment and think about like these are just two weeks ideally they want it to be two weeks but it depends on how much we choose to abide by that um advice so to speak of you know our our people in authority that are trying to tell us like stay home for two weeks ideally it'll be two weeks that we would be required to really like just stay home compared to you know the five ten years that you'll have 20 years i don't know i mean depending on how old you are really um that you'll have to live for the future you know there's so much ahead of us so these two weeks are nothing compared to the many years that are ahead of us that we'll have the opportunity to, to go out and be with people and travel and do all these fun things. But like, if we only just choose to take on the perspective of like, this is only temporary, it's not going to last forever, as long as we choose to be a part of the solution. And so, you know, it's just, it's so important to take on that perspective, you know, and like I said, with everything that's going on, like the media can try to bring in fear into our lives, but it really takes, it's our choice if we want the news or God to have the final word over us, you know, and, and I say that because, 
you know, God has given us all the tools we need, all the resources we need to to have a faith strong, especially during these times. And honestly, I feel like this is such a good time. Going back to the verse, um, it says, for what is seen is temporary, but what the unseen realm is eternal. And I just, when I read that, I thought about like all the good that can come out from this moment of being home. Um, I've, I have um, the privilege of being home with my family and I love it because I get to spend time with them in a way that I would not have been able to spend time with them if I was still going to work and if I was still going about doing my things. But this has really like pushed me to just be still and be in God's moment and be with my family and have time with them that I would not have been able to have otherwise. And so even though, yes, it does suck that we are kind of at home and, you know, we're, we're kind of being on like lockdown, I guess you could say, it has been such a huge blessing to be with my family too. Um, and, you know, obviously like, family is family and so sometimes you can drive each other crazy and sometimes you do need your time apart but I'm so thankful for having them right now especially during this time because I get to just build memories with them you know I get to spend time with them and connect with them and learn new things from them and so I think that's such a beautiful opportunity that we get to have whether you're with a spouse or you're with a roommate or you're with friends that you live together whatever it is like take advantage of that time to get to know them to get to talk to them to get build memories that will last a lifetime you know and and I think that's the most important thing to remember like this is a time that we get to choose on how we respond to it do we choose to respond to it with fear and let it um you know, have a hold of our life? Or do we choose to um, say, okay, I know that situation is rough, but we're not going to stay like this. We're going to keep moving forward. We're going to take on God's perspective. We're going to remember that we're not alone. We're going to go to prayer and that we're going to choose to to take on God's perspective and not the perspective that the world is trying to put on us of, you know, fear and anxiety and uncertainty. Like, we're not going to choose to take on that perspective. And so I really hope that, you know, these three reminders with these three um, scriptures really just encourages you guys and reminds you that, you know, you're not in this alone. We're all in this together, not to quote High School Musical or anything, but we really are like, you're not the only one. We're all struggling here, we're all trying to make the best out of the situation. But um, I know that by doing these things and just staying strong like we're going to come out even stronger at the end we're going to have so much to be thankful for um and you know we'll get to share this with people and just share what we were able to grow from um during this time and so i really just want to pray for you guys um lord i thank you so much for every person that is listening i thank you for their hearts and their lives i thank you that you are reminding us lord that you are our peace during this time where you know fear is just being thrown everywhere anxiety is being thrown everywhere uncertainty is out there lord and it's just trying to get the better of us but lord we thank you that we can come to you we can run to you we can find our 
safe place, our shelter, our refuge in you, and that you haven't left us, but that you're still God, you're still true, God, and that nothing that happens in this world can take away the power that you have. And so, Lord, we just thank you that you're with us through it all and that you're helping us get through the situation, not only get through it, but grow through this, Lord. And I just thank you for every heart that is listening. Lord, in your name, I pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope, again, like I said, I hope that this encourages you and just reminds you that you've got this. You're strong. You can do this. We can do this together. And um, hopefully I get to see some of you guys soon. Um, I miss y'all. I love you guys. And definitely feel free to reach out on social media if you have any questions, need someone to talk to. Um, I'd love to talk to you guys. I'd love to get to know you. Um, But definitely stay strong, you guys. You guys can do this. I love you guys. Till next time.